I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my creative healing course is filled with hours of exclusive content. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about the power of masculinity. Margaret, we don't often talk about the differences between men and women. No, we don't. Um, and there are some. Yes, there are. And, you know, sometimes it's biological and sometimes it's cultural. A lot of times it's cultural. And so, you know, it's tough to know what's what. In fact, me and the new coach were talking about this just yesterday, mm -hmm. how it's hard to know what's biologically ingrained in us from evolution or millions yep. of years of being a human being and what is uh, cultural or societal and how do you know, how do you separate? It's not easy to know. No, it isn't. So, yeah. but, you know, I do think that there are differences between men and women and, you know, that's not a bad thing. I think it's a great thing mm -hmm. that we both bring different qualities yeah. to the table. Um, and so we're going to talk about this today because you have some research on an article you really like. I liked. do. And lots of times when we read mental health stuff, it's all about the influence of mother. And this is a gentleman that I had not read anything by before, but I will go back and look at his other work because I like this a lot. His name is Jed Diamond and mm -hmm. he has a PhD and he's a licensed clinical social worker. Okay. Okay. And he's written several books, which I'll tell you about at the end. And again, I want to be very clear. I am not being critical of men. Please understand. Um, and Craig will help me if I need help on that. I, I don't mean to be difficult or offensive here. Mm -hmm. I notice as I talk with folks who have called for coaching that I hear a great deal about fathers who have left, who are often away from home working, or are physically and emotionally sort of removed from the family. Mm -hmm. And they may sit in the living room and read the paper, but they're not emotionally available to really interact very much with the children. Yep. And that's not something we talk about a great deal. Um, and I think that happened for my dad. Yes. I think with uh, my dad's dad, mm -hmm. who was in, uh, I think, World War II, mm -hmm. I think he saw probably a lot of action oh, sure I don't know be and nobody knows because according to my dad his dad never talked about it so he would silently go in the basement and drink yeah. and unfortunately watch the Red Sox games which may have been the cause of the drink no I think that was a redeeming quality <laughs> that he had watching the Red Sox but I remember because I've been in this field for a very long time you don't get World War II veterans anymore but I was when I was first in the field you did when they were discharged from whatever branch of the service they were in, they were told never to talk about their war experiences. Now that is the most destructive thing on earth because if you don't talk about your PTSD, you know, it never gets any better. That's how trauma 
heals. That's how trauma heals. You have to talk about it. So I feel bad for this man and everybody else who was in that situation. Okay? It never should have happened. It had a profound effect on my dad. I'm and sure. I think my dad on some level was very angry at his dad. Oh, of course. Um, because I would hear stories about how my grandpa would like fall asleep at the at the dinner table and it's like he'd his like head would fall asleep in the soup. <laughs> oh, that would be awful to live with. And um, he just was very quiet. In fact, not that long ago, um, my dad and I were on the phone, and my dad said, after maybe a 30, 40-minute conversation, he said to me, you know, this conversation is more than I think I've ever talked to my dad in my entire life combined. How sad. How sad. Yeah. yeah. So I think that, you know, because of so many people going to war and tell, being told not to talk about things, it's been coming down generationally. The Vietnam vets got a very mixed message of we're doing lots of research on PTSD and we want you to get better, but it would still be better if you didn't talk about it. Mm -hmm. Okay? So they came up with many methods that didn't have anything to do with establishing a narrative of what happened to them. Okay? I hope we do better the next time. I hope there isn't another war, but in any case. Um, Anyway, I hear a lot about absent dads, um, and of course I also hear some descriptions of wonderful fathers who have been there for the children, especially when mom was for some reason dysfunctional or absent, okay? Um, I can talk about my own experience, particularly when I worked first for um, the protective services branch of things, and I would often reach out to dads, which other people didn't do. And what I would find out would be that they had no idea how important they were to the children. It wasn't that they didn't want to be there. Um, if they didn't have a role model, they didn't know where to begin. Yeah. Okay? So, and then I would get grumpy teenagers. I always got grumpy teenagers because I didn't mind them that much. Mm -hmm. um, and the first question I learned to ask, particularly with the grumpy boys, um, is where's dad? And the, re the answer I would get from the people who referred the kid is, um, oh, dad's never been in the picture, so he's not important. And that's not an issue for this kid. Well, guess what? Two minutes into the first session, the kid would tell me what a disaster that was for him. Sometimes her, but usually for him, because he didn't have the parent of the same sex. He didn't have the role model. Okay? Um, and so it's a major thing. And you still hear that out there in therapy land. Um, the father's never been in the picture, and how can you grieve what you never had? Well, if you watch anything on TV for about five minutes, you can figure out that kids are supposed to have two parents come too. Okay? And sometimes moms who are angry at dad um, don't make much effort, you know, um, yeah. to make sure that the kid knows dad and so forth. Or they so even sabotage oh, they things. they sabotage it, absolutely. I don't remember, I haven't heard from him in all those years. And, you know. Which my mom did to my dad. Yes, she did. She sabotaged it so I would uh, not want to go there, right. she would badmouth him, and, you know, for me that was normal. But looking back at it now, I realize no, it that was not healthy for her to do. And we wonder why you were anxious about going back and forth. Yeah. Good Lord. Um, and, you know, when I worked locally with families for many years, most of the kids that I worked with had little interaction with their dad. Right. Many times they didn't see their dad maybe for months or 
sometimes years at a time, some of them never even saw a picture of their dad. Right. I remember the kids. Yeah. I can tell you their yeah. names. Yep. And sometimes mom would say, well, you know, I only, I only saw him once and uh, I got pregnant and then I never had any contact with him after that. Sometimes it's the truth and sometimes it's not. But that's a powerful thing to not even know who your dad Huge. is. And when you get to adolescence and your development, your developmental task in adolescence is to begin to figure out who you are, okay? If you don't know one half of the picture, it's very difficult. There's a whole side of your family you never knew. Yep. Okay? You don't know if you look like your dad. You don't know if you are like your dad. You could walk right by him in a store. Yeah. And in fact, people know. say that to me. I could walk by my mother or my father on the street and never know. Okay. So it's not simple, and it's not, if he's never in the picture, it's not an issue. It's always an issue. Okay. And I also remember when I worked in the prison, most of the men in the prison had more than one child out there. Okay. And not surprisingly, most of them had never had a dad. All right. No. Um, and of course, because they were incarcerated, Many people thought that it was not important or not even advisable for them to be in their children's lives. And I would fight that every time I could, all right? Um, because it's important for the kid to know that dad cares, even though dad made some mistakes. I mean, there were some abusive people where you wouldn't consider it. But there were many, many instances when there was no real good reason, as far as I could see, that there was no contact. Yeah. Okay? Um, so anyway, according to Dr. Diamond, um, the father wound is a psychological, relational, and even physical dysfunction that occurs in people who grew up with a father who was emotionally or physically absent. Mm -hmm. Picture a hole in our souls in the shape of our father. I like the image, right? Um, Pretty powerful image. Yes, it is. How does that affect us? How does that affect how we feel about ourselves? How would that affect one's ability to have a good relationship with anybody? How would it affect my self-worth? If my own parent doesn't love me, it's very hard to recover from that. But, you know, I always maintain there were dads out there who were willing to try and weren't given a chance. You know? Generally, women tend to be more in touch with the fear, pain, and depression and loss they feel in their present relationships, which tie into the past. Men tend to be more in touch with their anger. Men don't get a lot of sympathy or empathy when they come across as angry or demanding, but often their anger is a cover-up for the hurt and the fear that they feel, okay, from not having dad. For the women, it's the opposite. Um, sometimes for the women, the fear and the hurt are a cover-up for the anger they have yet to deal with, okay? And that is absolutely true. If you do therapy for 20 minutes, you figure that out. Anger is more available to the men and hurt is more available to the women, okay? But when you understand this, instead of just being angry with your spouse and being afraid of losing them, you can say, where was the anger when my dad left? Where was the hurt and the fear because he was no longer there when I needed him? And we have sore, sorely neglected that subject, okay? Um, what happens if you haven't healed the father wound? And how does that correlate with attachment styles? There are two categories of feelings. There are feelings of distance and anger, 
where we end up pushing away our partner and being basically avoided. Or we become insecure and clinging, and that would be the anxious style. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, almost all fights, the not great sex, the misunderstandings, come from, an, come from unhealed issues in our past. Once we know that, we can become a bit more understanding and do a lot less blaming of ourselves or our partners and take a lot more interest in healing. And now Dr. Diamond shares a little bit of his own story here. Okay. In my adult life, it was difficult for me to engage in connected relationships. I was alternately clingy and fearful. Okay? And then I would eventually lose the relationship. Sure. Probably okay. smothering them. Yep. So he was, he almost sounds like it might have, he might have been disorganized because he would alternately be anxious and avoidant. Hmm. I would get very demanding, and if I didn't get the love that I thought I needed and deserved, then I would push the person away. Mm. Okay? That does kind of sound disorganized yes, to me. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, when the fights started happening, the misunderstandings, the hurt, the stress, now for the third time, he was in the third marriage, <clears throat> excuse me, I did not want to mess it all up. I began to look at the past, but what really put me on my exploration and my desire to heal was the fact that I was a therapist, a marriage and family therapist. <laughs> Good for him. How can I do this if I've been married and divorced twice? Something is wrong, and I realized I had better figure it out. I have found if you come to understanding the father wound, you can heal and your relationships are going to become infinitely better than what most people experience. Part of the work is to get real with ourselves and to be real with our own history. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's very hard because you feel like you're being disloyal to your family. But you have to come to terms with it. Yeah, that's not easy. No, it isn't. When you are able to do that, then you're able to get into real lasting love. It's real. I'm, I'm a real person. They're not perfect and I'm not perfect. But when I'm able to be myself, I feel securely attached. How wonderful. Because I am fearing that they're going to lose me. Leave I'm me. going to leave me, rather. Yeah. If we look for love in all the right places, there is security and real ease. That is a lot, there is a lot more humor, a lot more fun, a lot more joy, and the sex gets better too, he adds. Okay, this gentleman has written several books, one called My Distant Dad, another one called The Irritable Male Syndrome, uh, to name two of them. And I will look further at his work. I was very impressed with what he had to say. Mm -hmm. And it's a terribly neglected subject. But I can't tell you how many times I heard, Dad's not an issue because he's never been in the picture. Okay. For you guys out there, it's important, mm -hmm. I think, for you to think about your relationship with your dad, the struggles that you had, or um, what he brought to your life, uh, or for if you're looking at somebody that you had a, a partner that had a, a guy that the dad wasn't involved yep. in the relationship, it's going to impact them. It's important. It really is. Yeah. yeah, I think we're much better trained to look at the mom issues than we are the dad issues. You know? I think so too. Yeah. And I think it's probably easier to look at the mom issues because they're probably more willing to talk about things yes. and they're more available. 
and oftentimes um, therapists or case managers or whoever are a little anxious about talking to men who might be angry. Okay, um, and I never had any trouble with any guy I reached out to. Um, they would hey, thank you, Miss, for calling me. They, I would get not. I'm sorry to hear from you. I never got that. <laughs> um, you know. Um, Until they met you, then they were like. Then oh, they were. Oh. Then they said, "Oh God, what did I see you for?" <laughs> um, but no, that, not at all. Um, and again, I felt bad that we hadn't reached out to the men more than we had. Okay. Yep. So that's what I have to say. Hopefully, you enjoyed this one. I hope you did. I heard of a case just in the last few weeks, where a woman was dating a very avoidant man. Mm -hmm. And it was painful for her. They'd have a great time for a while, and then, of course, when it would get too close, he would he would distance. And she was fortunate enough to find a therapist who knew what to do. And it was an exact parallel of her relationship with her father. She spent her whole childhood trying to get him to love her. Yeah. So then she had the parallel, and she's a great woman. I'm sure she'll be okay now. Yeah. Good stuff. Something to think about for your situation yeah. and for your own self. Yeah. And um, you dads out there, you are important. Very important. Very, very important. Yeah. Yep. Give Margaret a thumbs up for her research on this one. And of course, when you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. And of course, Margaret is available for Skype coaching. If you feel I can be helpful to you, please sign up. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. That's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.